0: Hey guys, so before you listen to this episode, please be aware that there is some explicit content going on in this episode. We use explicit language and talk about sexuality, um, sexual activity, and if you are triggered by conversations about rape or sexual abuse, please do not listen to this episode and definitely don't listen with children around. Thank you. to Creators in Saigon. I'm Dana and I'm here with my co-host Lam. Hi everyone. <laughs> <laughs> and we have our special guest today, Ms. Hi everyone. And so today our topic is sex and beauty standards in Vietnam was introduced to me by Ashley, who works here at Waves, the recording studio that we use to record the podcast. Again, if any of you out there are thinking of starting a podcast or you already have one, Waves has an amazing recording studio. So anyway, the way that Ashley introduced (laughs) was, so I have this friend, she loves to talk about sex. (laughs)
1: Uh, that's a beautiful way to put it
0: yeah Yeah. I was like oh oh amazing okay (laughs) and what's funny to me is that so I obviously have a limited exposure to Vietnamese women that I know like I'm, I'm obviously limited to those who speak English so my question for you guys like all the All the friends that I do have, the Vietnamese women friends that I do have, none of them are shy about talking about (laughs) sex at all. And it's just so funny to me because when you are outside of Vietnam, like the common perception of an Asian, Asian in general, woman is like conservative and reserved and shy and like not, definitely not like sex symbol or anything like that. So, I just think it's funny this sort of difference between the perception that is out there and the reality. So do you guys think that it's only because the friends that I have are like more influenced by Western culture because they can speak English or or is it that these kind of conversations are happening in Vietnamese too but I just
1: wouldn't be aware of it? <laughs> Interesting question, well I will say you attract the people that uh, reflect you. Oh. So, um, for me, that's the ad truth. So, yeah, you true. are a sexual woman. That's why you attract other <laughs> sexual women. I would say it's a vibe. Okay. First of all, uh, in my really personal point of view, I don't know about other people, Um Sex is not something women talk about here in Vietnamese at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, the people you, who you're talking to is a minority. I'm not saying it's superior or, or anything. It's just a mm-hmm. fact that mm-hmm. it's a minority <laughs> mm-hmm. in my point of view. Mm-hmm. So... Um I would say this is my observation uh, mm-hmm. of course really personal too is that uh, in this repressed uh, sexually repressed kind of culture women are so shy and so repressed mm-hmm. in, in 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 so many ways to approach sex to know about it to be aware of of sexual health of sexuality in general um somehow you know you, you know the the opposite thing when you suppress something so much it 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 boom there's a moment when it booms Mm -hmm. and this is what i do when i because i do informal coaching too this is what i observe in women vietnamese women are fucking sexual and i'm proud of it you know (laughs) (laughs) because of course they they like psychologically speaking they're really repressed Mm -hmm. and that's how they, they they kind of release that kind of burden fear and a lot of Childhood part, a lot of cultural part that repress them down. They show it in sex, mm. so that's how they are more sexually active. Maybe more. Maybe I'm not sure about the country, but maybe they are really sexually active in 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 a more closed environment okay. and uh, I've heard from men too Got it. good experiences so,
0: <laughs> so it's happening but yeah. people yeah. aren't talking about it like out loud yeah. is that what you're saying yeah yeah, yeah interesting that's
2: so yeah Lam do you have anything to add to that well yeah cuz I'm a Vietnamese woman yeah. and raised up by Vietnamese parents so mm-hmm. I totally can relate to that and I myself also like a very sensual woman And growing up, like, I could feel that sensuality from my mom and my dad, too. But seeing them, like, trying to suppress their sexuality so, so hard. It also kind of, like, puts a pressure on me that it makes me feel so ashamed of, you know, expressing who I am. Mm -hmm. Until, you know, like, for the last couple of years, I found out that, oh, it's just, like, a form of self-expression, of self-love, and there's nothing wrong with that. And then I started to find women who are like minded, like you, Dana. And you now, (laughs) V. So it's really like a pleasure to meet you two here. Yeah, me too. And talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's such an honor. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. for me. Yeah. 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 And
0: another kind of funny thing I observed too. So the other day, Long comes over to my apartment. And she's like, I had sex last night, and I'm like, Yes, girl. Tell me everything. And she literally told me everything, like the play-by-play, like what was said, the words that were spoken, like every single, every single movement. She was like oh, reenacting, beautiful. reenacting the positions. Uh-huh. Like, uh-huh. so on. And I was like, You asked for it, girl, know. and you got what you asked for.
2: And I was
0: like, Oh, oh, okay, and. It's just so funny because, like, I I do have friends at home who are like that too, where Mm -hmm. you know they will tell me every detail. But most of my friends, I would say, even if I do say tell me everything, it's still just like, yeah, like you know, we went back to his place and you know,
2: like things happened Mm -hmm. and like that's it. (laughs) Oh my god, they're not good at storytelling, (laughs) huh? Go into the
0: details. (laughs) (laughs) So I was just like, oh wow, okay. (laughs) I mean, I enjoyed hearing about it. (laughs) hilarious (laughs) yeah so what kind of things did you guys hear growing up then around sex and like maybe what kind of sex education did you guys have in school
2: oh men and women are not supposed to be in the same room we're not even supposed to have like any physical touch Mm -hmm. it's from confucius a chinese guy Mm -hmm. long time ago he's a philosopher and that is like what we were like raised with Okay. Yeah, that's like first up in my mind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, no, two different sexes, not in the same room. Okay. Because once you're in the same room, <laughs> something's going to happen. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, because we're all an animals at the end of the day, right? Yeah,
2: we are. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, for me, um, I had a sex class um, back in, in elementary school. It was pure uh, biological, like what what's what is an uterus, was a clitoris, and, and and how do they? They don't talk about the clitoris. That's a sad part, you know. Like they only talk about the uterus and yeah. the, and the like literal the, the birth giving process. Okay. they don't even demonstrate the sex part, but they yeah. demonstrate how the sperm go into just, the, the just sex the as area. a function
0: and not yeah, as yeah. Like biological a a, thing.
1: aspect, yeah. which I appreciated by the way. It's not like all of my friends they have the same chances, you know. Mm-hmm. So I got a chance, but I remember. I came home, of course, uh, after learning all of that. I got excited. Oh, that's part of my body. Yeah, it's it fucking miraculous. And um, I talked to my mom about it, and I remember what she says. Uh, she said that just forget about it. Mm. Just forget about it. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's not whole fault. It's not any one fault that the, that they grow up in in just a different context, historical context, different needs. And, yeah, but that, that's the thing I remember most about my sexual education. Just forget about it. Hmm. You know, like, you don't need to know that part. It's okay not to know about it. And yeah. it's okay to ignore it. And that's how I'm like, okay, I i will try to forget about it. But, of course, I, I never forget no about way. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I got my menstruation really early, so the hormone kicks in really fucking early. So, do you think your parents do you think they realize
0: how repressed they are because I'm imagining like so now that you guys are aware of all of this I'm sure the way that you talk to your children about it will be so different than how you were brought up right Mm. so I guess my question is why would your parents be encouraging you to suppress it when they're older and they know I don't know if this question is. Yeah, I get, no, I, I, get, I get I get I get what get
2: you it. mean. That's actually a very good question. Mm-hmm. Like, are they aware of what they're doing? Yeah, like educating you that way, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Lee, what do you think about it?
1: Um, for me, yes, I
2: always believe
1: that there are certain base knowledge that everyone is aware of. They're aware of sexuality, Mm -hmm. they're aware of physical stuff, they're aware of biology, they're aware of physics, you know, it's the same kind of level of base knowledge that everybody has and aware. But from awareness to realization that turns into action, it takes a lot of, um, I would say, conscious training. And exposure to different cultures and uh, different approaches in education for them to be able to realize that oh it's okay you know to to actually approach it maybe it's, it doesn't really harm the child but it it will it will help them to be more prepared for the future. Mm-hmm. But of course I'm really I'm really empathizing with, with my parents. You know they live in the time of the post war mm-hmm. where we were so fucking poor. Mm-hmm. Um, affording a house and affording food was something so 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 difficult that's the only thing that's the only kind of needs you have yeah, in life
0: they're just in like survival mode
1: uh-huh uh uh-huh. mm-hmm. oh, even in survival mode there's sex honey true so, <laughs> uh, it's not I don't call it survival I just call it priority mm, they yeah. prioritize uh, basic needs mm-hmm. um, you know like the like, like food needs and, and, and physical needs but at the same time, they grow up in this culture, as Jesus said, um, women and, and men are completely separated in, in so many ways, and they only have sex after they, they get married. And yeah, yeah, it's, uh, and of course, it comes also from the mindset that, look, they don't know much. About their body. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. They don't really experience it as much as we are able to do now, which I feel blessed. But to say, at, at the time, I remember my mom telling me, uh, you might enjoy it at first, but it's not that much, by the way. Mm. That's completely wrong. Mm-hmm. The more you do it, the more you like. You get to know yourself and you get to know how to love yourself more. And you need to get to know how to find the person that fit into that needs of you and, and, you know, the kind of needs balance. Mm -hmm. But of course, you know, um, from that saying, as I see it, you can see how not experiential they are Mm -hmm. and because you don't have experiential knowledge. Especially with with sex or with anything, you won't be able to to teach the child. You get what I mean? You don't get it. Yeah. You just don't get it. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. You can't
0: teach what you don't know. I guess. Yeah. I remember, Mom. Um, I can't remember if you were with me at the leading women event that was about sexuality. No, I didn't attend that one. No. Okay. Yeah, because there was I feel
2: really bad about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. I mean,
0: because <clears throat> there, there was one girl there who mentioned. Her mom told her when she was young that sex is gonna feel like like shoving chopsticks up your vagina, and <laughs> it's gonna be like yeah. so painful, yeah, and yeah, basically yeah. using scare tactics right. essentially to like yeah. scare her out of even yeah. trying to do it. Yes,
2: mm-hmm. basically any kind of tactic they could use mm-hmm. to kind of like run away from their own insecurities. Talking about sex, mm-hmm. and from from my case, it's shame and guilt. Mm-hmm. They're like how dare you like even like think about sex Mm -hmm. in that way it's like it's like you're not even allowed to have thoughts about Mm -hmm. sex like even like the curiosity about sex is like no way like you're a slut for doing that and then according to their standards then I'm definitely a slut (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I love sex. (laughs) (laughs) It it makes it feel so good and and vital and healthy. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. And it's just, like, part of of life. Like, we eat and we sleep and we pee and poop and sex. Yeah. And, yeah, like, just earlier when we were at the coffee shop and then we talked about Dana. and like... (laughs) We, I still uh, don't know how, how you can like function like that, it's, yeah, <laughs> of no sex. Like for uh, me, the longest uh-huh. time is seven months, and like oh my god, like I'm a saint, like uh-huh, I'm a Buddha uh-huh, already. Uh-huh. And you, like <laughs> a year, yeah.
0: Yeah, so. Mom and dad, if you're listening, just, just, just turn this off right now. God. I, yes, it's true, everyone. I haven't had sex in over a year.
1: Over a year. But why? Because it has to be a conscious choice.
0: Yeah, so here's the thing. <laughs> so, back in the day, I had always told myself when I was younger, like, there was never... I remember my mom telling me like don't have sex until you're 18 I always remember that kind of being a common like among my friends they're like yeah I'm not I'm not doing it till I'm 18 for some reason like that age was like okay now you're mm. mature enough whereas I was kind of thinking about it as I just want to feel comfortable like I don't care what age I am necessarily but just as long as I feel comfortable with it because I did have friends who had sex before they were ready and with like strangers Um, so it was a really bad first experience so I just didn't want to have a bad experience like that Mm -hmm. so I was dating a guy I told him from the beginning like you know we're not gonna have sex right away and we're gonna wait and he was really you know, good about that, and patient and everything, and um, yeah, so, like, when we did it the first time, it was fine, like, I felt, I mean, yeah, it did physically hurt, but I felt comfortable emotionally about it. Um, Fast forward four years, we break up, and since he was the only one I had ever had sex with, (laughs) then it was just this, like, sexual rebirth of, like, oh my god you know all these years I was in college and all my friends around me like they were just hooking up with everyone and just you know doing the typical U.S. college thing and so for me it was like oh okay like free for all now so I kind of went on this spree mom and dad please turn this (laughs) off if you're still listening (laughs) 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 and uh then moved to New York City oh so many attractive men out there (laughs) and all the dating apps and everything um but it was kind of sad like you know because when you don't have that connection that emotional connection and it's just the one night stand kind of thing like it's fun in the moment but then you wake up the next morning feeling shitty like oh this guy doesn't care about me at all and I think it's different when so because I was going at it from a place of insecurity and like I needed that validation from them so when I would go out to the club or whatever and a guy would be attracted to me and you know we would go home and whatever it was just a huge ego boost for me Mm -hmm. and because I was so insecure about myself like that's what I was clinging on to, and that's why I think the next morning I'd be sad because it's not about the emotional connection, it's just about like that validation that I got. So I, yeah, I didn't wanna continue on like that anymore, so when I came here, you know, did that kind of thing one more time with this guy here, and I was like, all right, enough is enough. Like that guy was a total jerk, treated me horribly and it was just like okay I'm done doing this like disrespecting myself in this way uh I'm going to wait until I feel like I'm with someone who cares about me and that I feel comfortable and that I'm in a place where I'm confident enough that it's not about like Mm -hmm. just needing that validation from Mm -hmm. someone Mm -hmm. didn't think uh it would go on (laughs) for (laughs) 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 and it's not like I'm waking up every morning like I will not have sex today it's it's just like I don't know I guess I've been so focused on digging deeper into myself and figuring out issues and working on starting a business and stuff and once you get going like I don't know I think your body just kind of forgets like yeah. What it was
2: like. I think you just have like more important things, like yeah. priorities mm-hmm. to, mm-hmm. to work on right now. Mm-hmm. And honestly, mom and dad, if you're still listening <laughs> to Dana, I think you'd be very proud of, of your daughter. Like, she's an amazing woman. She's growing up as a woman. She has like her own like standards now and, doesn't, like, compromise or settle for anything less than. So mm-hmm. if I were mm-hmm. your parents, I would be super proud of you. Yeah,
1: yeah. You know, I, I think the the utmost kind of strength in a person in general is the ability to face, to be vulnerable, and to say to yourself that, okay, I fucking need a break. Mm-hmm. I, I need help. And I need to take care of myself. I need to change. You know, that kind of, like... Little moments when you realize, okay, I need a fucking change. Yes. And that's what you did. Yeah. That kind of little life changing decision that not everybody can make. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. They stay in the same misery for for years and years. That's what we look at people who work in corporates, mm-hmm. who work there for 60 years, who has so many breakdowns, but they just can't break out of it. It's not their fault, mm-hmm. you know, but still at the same time, they need to have the urge and they need to have to work on themselves to build up that courage and make that decision that I need a break. Mm-hmm. I need to change. Mm-hmm. And that's the part that I admire the most about your self-journey is that you were strong and brave enough to make a decision for yourself to stop. It's funny cuz mm-hmm. the the moment
0: that it changed it was a very small thing but it felt so huge because I think mm-hmm. like a lot of small things built up over time. Uh-huh. So this guy he just he just showed up late. That's what it was. That was the final straw for me where like he I, he just had no respect for my time and we said that we were going to meet at a certain time and he showed up late. He, actually, he didn't even show up. He, like, didn't contact me at all. And I'm calling him, like, where are you? And he's like, oh, sorry, I fell asleep. And I was like, you know what? Just don't even come, yeah. like, if you can't respect my time. And, yeah, it just sort of hit me where I'm, like, all of these other times where they've just been disrespecting me or or not putting in any effort, I guess. Like, mm. when, when a guy, you know, slips into your Instagram DMs and he's just like, sup, cutie, or, like... <laughs> you know, and not phase, even, not even that much. Yeah, like, if I yeah. post on my stories and he just gives it a like or something and that, he thinks, is, like, uh-huh, uh-huh. enough to deserve something from me. Mm-hmm, and I, and mm-hmm. I would, uh, back when I was in New York, like, I would totally give in to that all the time. Like, if a guy said something mm-hmm. simple like that, I was like, oh, like, he must, you know, yeah. really like me or something. Yeah. And, <clears throat> yeah, I just sort of was like, holy shit, how how long am I going to continue to just let people I don't know use me in that way or or not put in any effort yeah that I deserve Stop being a dormant mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so Lam you you kind of just had a realization around you were talking about shame before and mm-hmm. around that shame of like casual sex yeah can you tell us more about that
2: yeah I think it always like, stems from self-love because mm-hmm. I, I actually spend like a whole chunk amount of time in a day, every day to work on myself, like to journal, mm-hmm. to talk with my inner child about basically everything. And recently we talk about sex a lot. Like, I talk to myself and then I realized that my body just needs that to to be healthy Mm. to function properly and so and then when I'm healthier and and more vital then I can go out there and help more people as a coach as a mentor Mm. so me like suppressing my sexuality is actually like no good for anyone and when like my my mind and my inner child we both have that mutual agreement, and we can see that like mechanism how it works, the logic. It's just like something's wrong with that logic, you know. Mm-hmm. And then just because of that self awareness, then right away the system will kind of like re correct itself into like a more like a healthy, balanced kind of state. Mm-hmm. And then I just feel like okay, if I'm hungry, then I will go eat something. And so, if I'm horny, I'm I'm gonna need sex. <laughs> That's just yeah. simple as that. Yeah. Anything logic. other than that, it's just like fabrication from the mind. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you should be like this. You shouldn't. Should. Should. Shouldn't. Shouldn't. Should. Should. And it's just like even not even like my thoughts. It's f- other people's thoughts. Mm. And then, and then I I trace back like, okay, who told me that? My parents. Mm. Okay, so. Let's look at their sex sex life. Are they happy? No. So why would I take advice from someone that's not even happy with their sex life and then do that for my life? It just doesn't make any sense. Totally. And because of that, again, it just like kind of like unlocks and lifts these blockages in my mind, right? Oh my god, like it's just like it's just simple misunderstanding. Mm-hmm. Or in like Buddhism we call it ignorance like suffering comes from ignorance Mm -hmm. and so when there's understanding then it just like makes sense and it's like I reclaim my truth once again like this is who I am Mm -hmm. this is how I feel this is what I like and because I know what I like so it means I know what I don't like Mm. and then when I just set everything so clear like that it's just like intention when you have clear intention then it's easier to get what you want. Yes. It's more efficient. Mm -hmm. And so I did. I got what I wanted. And so I just come back home and feel super happy for that with no attachment, no expectation, because I know what I needed at that time Mm. was sexual needs. Mm -hmm. And then I got satisfied. I didn't want relationship. And because it's so clear. And I'm super honest with myself. Yeah. Like, um I don't need to be in relationship to have sex. Mm-hmm. I just like sex. And sometimes I do it myself. and sometimes I want people to do it for me. Mm-hmm. It's just how it is. yeah, and it's truth. So it's it's again, like you know me, like the way I coach people is all about speaking your truth. What is the truth? The truth that you already know, but you don't want to know. Mm-hmm. And you need to have the courage to to find it. And to speak up for it, and to live by it, and when you can really do all of those steps, it's just—it's inevitable to be happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and hopefully, like for the listeners, they can
0: hear the difference. Like I think, what you just described, where you are. Doing this out of happiness, like you don't need to be in a relationship to have sex and be happy, and it's coming from a place of self love. Whereas when I was trying to do this before in New York, it was coming from a place of self hate. Like, yeah, this is this is the only thing that I'm good for, you know, Mm -hmm. like good looks and pleasing a guy. Like, that's all I'm here for, basically. And yeah, so I think it's like it's we're talking about the same thing, but it can come from totally different places. Exactly. Mm-hmm. 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 Different
2: mindsets, mm-hmm. different yeah. perspective.
0: How about um, for your story, V? Like, was there any sort of pivotal moment like that for you where maybe um, how how you approached sex in the past might have
1: shifted? Well, yeah, I, I had a huge breakdown with myself recently, kind of similar to yours. I, I was having one nightstand every fucking day, I never hang up with the same guy twice, just because, just because. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, it's the same kind of, like, um, two things. One is um, basic human needs, and uh, two is validation. And three is, you know, uh, exploring, because I'm 24. What the fuck do I do with my life? Have sex. Oh, my God, you're 24. (laughs) Yeah, I'm 24. Oh, my God,
2: I'm the oldest here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) So, but after a while... um, I, I remember this exact moment. There were two moments that made me realize that uh, I'm, I'm, I'm suffering. The suffering, as you say, I, I, I reached a level of awareness that of, uh, I realize I'm suffering two things. There was one woman, I remember having sex with this guy. He was disgusting, all right? Mm-hmm. Like, physically, he was disgusting. <laughs> That's why, okay, I'm sorry to all the English men out there, but you need to improve. That's why I am so fucking scared of fucking <laughs> another English again in my life. I mean, I've had a few experiences, and they are not good. Like, just, I'm sorry. That's why, like, even now, <laughs> when I see an English guy, I'm like, Mm. I'm gonna give a second thought do I really need to fuck him <laughs> you know so dude like you're representing your country when you fuck another person from another country be responsible <laughs> that's what I'm saying and be respectful all jokes aside um, after that time I remember I go I, I went to the pool in my house and uh, it was that how to say it the dirtiness the disgusting feelings i have up to my organs Mm. that i jump into the pool i i try to cleanse myself you get what i mean i i try to cleanse my soul but i couldn't Mm -hmm. that's the moment i feel like oh my god what what the fuck is this being and why is the flesh my own flesh why do i why do i despise despair so much because it's the flesh Flesh is part of the soul. It's, it's, it's part of the whole being. You know, why am I despairing, despairing this so 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 much? This is not fair mm. for myself because I love myself more than this. Mm-hmm. That's one moment. The second moment is it was one of the best sex in my life. He was um extremely skillful. I had up to 15 orgasms. Wow. And I was dying for two days straight. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. That was that. One, one, those, one of those sexes. And you're like, okay, I don't need sex for another week yeah (laughs) Uh, yeah, yeah. another week Uh, it lasted two days (laughs) but anyways yeah that was one of those like really extremely experienced and skillful and observant Mm -hmm. and harmonious kind of person but i don't know why i i just don't know why maybe he didn't really speak english that well you know and and i'm I I like the intellectual part. I'm just that person. I need to talk about opinions. I need to listen to opinions. I need to know your opinion to be attracted to you. You get what I mean? I I need a person with personality and and, and charisma, their own kind of charisma and their own point of view. You know, it's just like the matching in vibes. Mm -hmm. But um, I didn't have any connection like any chemistry at all with him at all but he was smoking hard smoking hard so you know packs and shit is he vietnamese we... i would say he's a black latin guy and dude once you go black and latin you don't go back all right <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> i'm telling you that's the for saying me
0: saying is true uh-huh it's the just for me
1: i'm still in my black zone like i'm having difficulty getting out of it <laughs> really like it's really for real <laughs> But uh, yeah, um, yeah, it was a perfect combination, black and Latin and he's choro- he's a choreographer. Oh, he has God. the skills you oh. need. honey, Ed he was killing it. Flexible, it was huh? it was four to five hours ago. That, wow. that's why I was dying wow. for two hours for two days, all right, just two days, Not a week, two days. Mm. Anyways, um in that supposedly amazing session. Uh, there was this one moment during my orgasm, like when I almost reached the peak, but not really. You you get that part, like it's like this, but you're here, yeah. you're not there. Yeah. You're almost there. And then you look into the eye of the guy, I look into the eye of the guy, and there was nothing. Mm-hmm. And I felt, I don't know, that was one of the... Uh, soulless. <laughs> I don't know that if that's a word. Uh, soulless moment uh, in my sexual life. I'm like, sex is is human connection. It's it's it beside the reproduction side of things. It's it's human connection. It's emotional support. It's it's love. It's self love. It's love for others. It's it's a lot of thing. It's a lot of thing. And when I look into his eye and I felt that even though it was so fucking great, I never caught him again. And somehow I'm like, okay. Now you're aware that you're kind of broken and suffering. You need to review your mm-hmm. your thing. Yeah. Uh, are you doing the right thing for yourself? Like, is this the way you want to yourself to feel about your own journey? It's just it's all about feelings. You mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Yeah. The same thing as you just said. Love is acceptance for me. You just need to observe your feeling and um, accept that that's what you feel.
2: Yeah. And
1: if you want the feeling or not it's mm. all about want it or not it's, mm. as you say there's never I should there's never I must there's never I wish yeah. if you want it you want it if you don't you don't yeah. the truth is so clear to me right now so it took me a while um, it came at the fucking like, worst moment in my life where I um, I had another kind of like you know hit another bottom with everything I was questioning my beings I was questioning what kind of value do I add to this world because I, I have, I'm that kind of person I, I need to to know that I'm, I'm I'm contributing to a mission and I'm changing something. But I just didn't feel that. I didn't know what is this flesh and soul mean. It's, mm-hmm. what does this mean? What is this being for? I just don't get the, the meaning of being, of myself. And yeah, I, I fell back into depression because I had depression before. I ju- I'm just aware of that now, I fell mm-hmm. back into it. And um, yeah, I stopped for, well, not long, a few weeks. And then with a better my space, with a lot of meditation and myself therapy as I told you, I reached a way better my space, a really balanced, and I found out what I want and what I don't want. What I want is, yes, I love sex. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't live without it. I can't even live two weeks without sex. That's impossible for me. Mm-hmm. I'm a naturally high dry person. I can't. And I don't want to. It's not like I can't. I don't fucking want to. Yeah. It gives me energy. Because, you know, that's what they say. Sex the women absorb the energy and the men got suck the shit out. Yep. And that's in power. You see? like yeah. You get the energy out of the yes. men. You yeah. see, the next morning, women are always like, oh, oh my God. I'm energetic. It I better. It doesn't even need to be the next morning. Uh-huh, like, uh-huh,
2: just right uh-huh. after sex, I just like jump out of bed and start dancing. Yeah, I'm freaking <laughs> really? happy.
1: Yeah. No, I fall asleep. <laughs> like, oh my God. Like, I, really? I fall asleep. And then the next morning, I'm like, oh yeah, I suck the shit out of you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> now yeah, you're dead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just
2: supercharged. Like uh-huh, uh, I, uh-huh. I can conquer like the whole world Like right now. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And he just yeah. like
2: in the bed, like falling asleep, like uh-huh, knocked uh-huh, out. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> and I feel yeah. so empowered. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's empowerment, right? you know. Yeah.
1: That's our advantage. Take it.
2: Yes, <laughs> suck it in, girl.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, that
1: is is amazing. <laughs> but yeah, you know, um, since I'm in a more balanced uh, my my space right now, I would say I accept that um, I'm who I am. Mm-hmm. I love sex, I, I don't want to live without it, but I do have certain standards and and, and personality of myself that I want to keep. That's good. It's more about the time, the efforts, the responsibility kind of sense to it. Um, so yeah, now that I'm aware that I need the matching part in, in efforts and in expectation and in manners, in respect respect especially in time and and even in texting for example I need a responsible texter Mm -hmm. you know like if I spend my two minutes or even like two seconds asking you an elaborated question fucking answer it well with details (laughs) and with open voice so I can question back Mm -hmm. that's a good conversation and Mm -hmm. that's respect because you are responsible with your answer and you show your curiosity for the person and interest in the person by opening it up enough so the person can ask within your safe limit you get what I mean Mm -hmm. so if you're not that person you're next Mm -hmm.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: that's simple you know I just know what I want I don't want someone who doesn't respect my time I don't know I don't want someone who is not responsible in that way in texting in anything in every other thing in sex in, in treating me uh, I'm a fair person. That's, that's what I'm saying. The word fairness is, is, is my war. It's my game. If you don't play that game, I'm mm-hmm. sorry. And I think my game is fair. You know?
2: Mm-hmm. It's, it's a fair game. There's mm-hmm. a balance. Give mm-hmm. and take. So, yeah. So, okay. That's really good that you're now, like, very, like, self-aware. And you mm-hmm. have really clear boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. Self-respect. Yeah. I like that. Um, but, you know, like, for many young women, mm-hmm. like, when I was, like, 22, 23 i was so lost like i didn't know what i wanted
1: yeah of course and
2: of course. seeing all the women knowing what they want it makes me feel so like shitty about myself yeah of like course, of why course. like they they seems like they figure out everything and i don't know shit and i'm still like ended up with shitty guys so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i'm pretty sure there there would be like women at that age like listening to this podcast do you have any like advice for them yeah cuz i mean I i'm see. sitting right yeah. here
0: like I'm <laughs> one of those like yeah i'm i'm like scared to even try mm-hmm. again because i feel of like course, i'm you know course. like i'm just yeah. going to end up disappointed and i'm i'm hearing you say like yes now i've you know cultivated this mindset and self love and now you know setting these boundaries with these guys and in my mind i'm like i, I don't even know where to find these guys who will reciprocate those same boundaries and i feel like for me i i don't even know how to anymore have sex with a guy that i'm not in a committed relationship with and, or have built up some kind of friendship,
1: you mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm.
0: and connection. Yeah, and and so i'm just sitting here wondering like is it possible to have casual sex with someone like not be, you know, in a relationship, committed relationship? with someone and still be mentally okay with that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And also, I mean, maybe it's just different for different people. Yeah, I feel yeah. like I'm sitting here trying to, like, fit into
2: the mm-hmm, mold mm-hmm.
0: of everyone else and, you know, what works for them. I'm like, oh, okay, like, you know, maybe that'll work for me, but maybe I am just that girl now who needs to be in a committed relationship before, you know, start having sex with someone.
1: Um, well, From my point of view, I would say the same thing. Look... Um, love, any kind of love come from Mm self-love and love is acceptance for me at this point in my life I don't know if it won't change in the future but love is acceptance the fact that you're asking me this question means that you're judging yourself Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're like oh should I be different that is actually what you're asking should I be like that person should
2: or should not Yeah, Mm -hmm.
1: the word should here is that you're judging yourself so fucking much Mm -hmm. if you are what you are then be it yeah. like to be or not to be mm-hmm. it, it, it's simple you know like the philosophy is so simple if you look at it to be or not to be to want it or not to want it mm-hmm. the fact that you don't do it means that you don't want it enough or not mm-hmm. yet
2: mm-hmm. you
1: know give the benefit of your doubts for yourself but be tolerant on yourself mm-hmm. and be be loving with yourself we all especially women um in general Sex is still a sensitive thing for women around the world. That's why there is the Me Too movement. That's why there are extreme activities. But because we're suppressed, you know, as a woman, it's still hard a hard world to leave. And I'm going to be fair with the men like, dude, like you, they they, they suffer the same kind of thing. It's just at a different aspect. But look, I respect men. Like, I really respect what they have to go through. The emotional suppress that they have to go through, they can't express. They don't have mean expression like women. <laughs> I feel bad for them. You know, dude, we have clothes. We have friends. Mm -hmm. We have gossip. What do you have? (laughs) Drinks? (laughs) Drugs? What else? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Anyway, a little bit off topic. Um,
2: Yeah, Yeah, what's the advice for young women who are still lost?
1: Um, it's not really advice, just, just sharing. Mm-hmm. Look, I did some meditation. I started meditating just recently, but it changed my life in a way. And after this point, I'm really meditative. Even now, I'm really meditative in a way. And I've realized that it's a process. And once you crave something so much, you, you will never get it. Because if you look at it from an intellectual point of view, and logical point of view, your mind is so Unbalanced. Mm-hmm. And so the two parts of, of, of your brain will not be able to make the right decision because it's imbalanced, because you crave something so much. You know, for example, when you want that cake so fucking much, you just gorge onto it. The thing is that, and then you regret it because mm-hmm. you're like, ah, I actually don't want it that much. I'm on a diet. You, know, you get what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you have that kind of regret afterwards. So look, it's all about stages of life. And things are perfectly the way they are. If it's pain, it is pain. Accept it. It's part of life. If you don't go through pain, if you don't suffer, you will never, never know what you don't want and what you want in life. So that's what I say. Pain is part of the process. Don't take away the pain. Like don't take the pain away from your journey. You know, it is. You're depriving yourself of the best part of the mm-hmm. journey. It's the pain. You gotta hit bottom to bounce back. Mm-hmm. Once you once the ball doesn't hit bottom it, it never bounces back right? Mm-hmm. Because once you never hit bottom, you never really like okay I, I need to love myself I need to I need to have a break. I need to make those brave decisions like you made for yourself like ah, I need to start having sex for example. Mm-hmm. So it's all it's all a process. Everyone is in the perfect stage of life that they are in and please accept yourself just learn to be patient. I would say, you know, learn to be really patient with yourself. And it's okay, you know, it's okay. It's life. And you're just like, women out there at the age of 20-something, even 30, it's just a quarter of life, dude. You don't have much responsibility at this point for most women. I'm not talking about, like, I've known some really bad cases with more responsibility, more attachment, more emotional dependency. But look, no matter what situation is, is, you're in the perfect stage you're supposed to be with your capability, with your state of mind and everything. Mm-hmm. You just need to learn to accept it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And you won't get through, mm-hmm. I, I think.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. so funny to hear you say all that because Lam has said the same things to me before yeah. so right. many times, like, girl, be patient with yourself, stop judging yourself. Yeah, and yeah. it's my mantra,
2: like, be gentle, be patient. Be gentle, yeah, be compassionate. Be you know? Mm-hmm. Like if you cannot love yourself, no one's gonna love mm-hmm. you. No mm-hmm. one can do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And by the end of the day, it's you that's sleeping with yourself on that yeah. bed. Mm-hmm. So if you, you judge that person, how can you go to sleep in peace? You know? So mm-hmm. it's really like self love. Yeah. And I think V just like nailed it right there. It's about accepting that pain is part of life Mm -hmm, like buddha mm -hmm. said like pain is inevitable suffering is optional suffering comes when you try to avoid the pain Mm -hmm, Mm -hmm. so when you accept it as part of life like without pain there's no change and if there's no change there's no uh, evolution Mm -hmm. then we'll like go extinct you know Mm -hmm. so it it has to be painful at some point and i think like we need to learn to cope with the pain and eventually to grow bigger than the pain so we can even embrace the pain Mm -hmm. and pleasure at the same time. Mm -hmm. All really good advice. (laughs) Um, So I have
0: kind of a funny question that I wanted to ask. I've just been dying to ask this. In the U.S., at least where I'm from, um, you know, when we're teenagers and we're still living in our parents' house and whatever, like we to have sex all we have to do is wait for our parents to go to sleep and then we can like go down into the basement or take the car and like go drive to a secluded park or something but it seems to me in vietnam you guys don't have basements and you have like your whole family Uh, in the house and you don't have cars Uh, and I always see like the the couples (laughs) sitting together on their motorbikes like along the river which smells which smells like ass and they're like making out Uh, and I'm like how is this romantic in any way (laughs) so Uh, like how like what do you guys do um
1: I have question. I have to know. I demand answers. (laughs) Okay, B, you go first. Um, this is bad. Um, (laughs) Well, I feel bad because, like, to be hundred thousand percent honest, I've never properly dated a local man. Okay. uh, Okay. Before, so I feel bad. You know, I'm like,
0: why do you feel bad?
1: I don't know. Sometimes I feel not feel bad. Sometimes I'm like. Come on, you're here. Do it for the sake of women. <laughs> Even like my friend was like I, I live with a girl from Colombia and she was like, fuck a Vietnamese man for us. You know, do it for us. Because we won't we won't we never know what it, it's mm-hmm. like, you know. Do it for oh, the national great. pride. Yeah. These
2: guys are great, but you need to get the right ones.
1: Okay. (laughs) You tell me about that.
2: Yeah. (laughs) I don't
1: know. I'm like, oh, my standard is high. The bar is high. It's difficult for me to (laughs) kind of like i'm really picky right now yeah, you know it's yeah, yeah, uh yeah. even both physically and emotionally yeah
2: spiritually even. yeah
1: yeah like, so it's yeah. it's difficult it's difficult yeah. to have good sex okay. well anyways um so yeah for me it's almost it's only experiences with dating furnace in, in in general mm-hmm. and because i travel a lot have a lot of those kind of one night stand shit i actually haven't gone on dates for years, mm-hmm. and that's um, also something that I think I need now, like mm. more on, on the connection part, and, and you know, kind of mm. slow down the physical part. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I can't have a, a say too much of a say in, in, in that. Okay. Um, yeah, before that, um, I had a long relationship. But uh, we broke up. We both were really broken and depressed. And two depressed people cannot handle each yeah. other. Mm-hmm. It Was uh, painful. But um, yeah, our dating scene is boring. Mm. The only guy I say I can I have to like properly date it was like my ex-boyfriend, and um, we're boring. We date in the bathroom, mm-hmm. <laughs> like you know, it's, it's not like really only about sex. It's more yeah. like you know, cuddling, cooking for each other, watching yeah. random um galactic stuff because we love it mm-hmm. maybe getting high sometimes and you know yeah. watching those series about the galaxy and how the earth is born and planet earth and yeah. I, I love those kind of shit yeah, yeah, blue yeah. planet all of those stuff um, i even cry when watching blue planet yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah it's yeah. uh that's me so yeah it's just i i don't know i'm a simple person if I've, i'm connected with someone it's the space doesn't matter mm-hmm. you know it, it's how it is more like how you make use of the space yep. to, for the for the love yeah. to grow i, yeah. I guess mm-hmm. oh. yeah
2: okay what's well, the question again it was just uh, just so <laughs> funny that i even <laughs> forgot like, what you asked
0: basically <laughs> i'm just wondering how teenagers in vietnam have sex because okay where do they go okay
2: for me, um, <laughs> okay, back to 16, 15, 16. I lost my virginity when I was 16. Mm-hmm. And, uh, okay, public places. <laughs> That's the only places yeah, we can go. I mean. Like shopping mall, like exit what? staircase. Oh my god!
1: You cool girl. You are living the fantasy, like <laughs> I know. Uh-huh,
2: uh-huh. I have a thing for public places, like sex in public. Oh,
1: it feels good. Yeah, I I, I've done
2: it. <laughs> yeah, I've done yeah. a few of those. And really good. And in cinema as well. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And smelly river. <sighs> I don't. I cannot recall. But yeah, something similar like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just feel like I see them sitting on the motorbike, kind of like. Yeah. yeah i don't know like they're not doing anything i don't think maybe like kissing but just hanging out and i'm always just like
2: yeah ah, doesn't i think it seem it's, pleasurable it's at more all. like like a warm up then when they after that probably they go to a hotel like because yeah you yeah do I've anything heard that. there yeah. but you know it just makes it seem like legit like uh, oh let's go like dating a bit you know and sit by a smelly river <laughs> and then you have like you know a legit reason like hey let's get out of here it's so smelly you wanna go somewhere else that smells better
1: <laughs> oh yeah I know oh, like my for like a dirty
2: a dirty hotel room that yeah. uh, thousands yeah. of other people on <laughs> in before us
1: oh god oh god yeah <laughs> uh, that's <they're>
2: disgusting that's <laughs> convincing huh uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> or yeah. like oh my god I have stomachache I need to go to the bathroom right right now like can we go to the hotel <laughs> Right, and then she'd be like, "Oh no, I'm so, I'm so embarrassed. I'll be shy. I don't want to go there." Like, and but inside she's like, "Yes, I want it. I want it. Ah. Well, I just need to act like I don't want it mm. uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. because my parents told me to do like that." <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs>
1: okay. but you know, like I, I feel like the hangout part you just said it's also a kind of role play and yep. um not really foreplay I wouldn't call it foreplay it's part foreplay and part ego saving like face saving yeah. for the woman for the okay. woman you know yeah, like yeah, yeah. you show respect for the woman right. with a non-sexual foreplay Got to see it. that she she is consensual or not you get what I mean so yes. it's, it's it's respectful I, I would say I, I look at it that way real respectful from, from, from mm-hmm. the man yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that makes sense that makes perfect sense
0: yeah. okay I'm glad I finally solved that <laughs> mystery did I answer your question you did yes okay. you did <laughs> I, I can I can sleep now <laughs> alone yeah. alone
2: with no sex <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh oh and also I'm curious yeah. about masturbation also I want to ask you about that like masturbation like we need to learn how to like please ourselves properly mm-hmm. there's always like shame and guilt involved Mm -hmm. until recently i'm like oh my god i never really get to know my 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 body part like my vagina Mm -hmm. what it really feels like like outside and inside inch by (coughs) inch and how it even looks like so i just like had to look at it like in the mirror Uh and then i realized, like oh my god it looks pretty good.
1: <laughs> it's like yeah.
2: the more I look That's at it, the more I know. It's just like, oh my god, oh, it, yeah. it looks really pretty, and it's like really like well developed that that design.
1: It's just like complicated. You get what I mean? Like it really intricate and really smartly designed it's in a way. Very sophisticated. Yeah. 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 The design.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh my god, my body is amazing.
1: Uh huh.
2: And it's, it this is not about sex anymore, but it's really about like. Realizing how how powerful, how wise your body is, mm-hmm. the way that it, it you know creates itself mm-hmm. or, and recreates itself every day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, and then mm-hmm. it's self-love, yeah, and then I'm like, oh my God, like this is as much as I love myself and appreciate my body parts, and if that guy cannot appreciate the, the same way that I do, he's not gonna get in here. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's how I learned to, like, also set up my boundaries better and clearer. Mm. Mm. So, yeah, masturbation. Yeah. Back to the topic.
1: Well, um, Hands, it's an interesting tools. one. Yeah, a lot, a lot of these, all of, of those. Yeah. I, I would say um, it's, it's kind of unfair, you know, that the world give us this kind of, like, prejudice that, like, men, they masturbate since they are, like, babies. I would say, like, like babies, like seven or eight, and they started masturbating, and started touching themselves, and they know how to come properly. Mm-hmm. But for women, it's it's a taboo everywhere in the world. It's mm-hmm. still a taboo. Mm-hmm. Masturbation knowledge about it, like sharing, like this, no at all. We mm-hmm. we, we don't have the space to grow in, in that sense, right. you know. So um, it's unfair. It's fucking unfair. Mm-hmm. I would like to tell the, all the women out there, fucking touch yourself,
2: alright? Like right now.
1: Yeah, like if take you don't know, take off your clothes right uh-huh, now. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know what you want, how do you expect other people to know? Yeah. How do you coach the men? Yeah. How do you educate them? Uh huh. How do you educate them? It takes around six months to a year, right? To train a man to please you properly and that <laughs> man Yeah, that's as true. Ali Wong said, be spoke to you. Mm. You know, it's irreplaceable sometimes. Mm. So, you know, you need to know yourself first. Yep. And then comes porn. You you kind of have the urge to 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 know what is a penis, right? Yeah. Because you have a hole, you need a penis, you need a dick. <laughs>
0: yeah. And
1: uh, but you you don't have the tools, like, you don't have the tools, the the the, the knowledge, the awareness to mm-hmm. actually know that that it's okay to mm-hmm. to, 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 to touch it, or it's okay to know what it is like, right? So yeah, it's porn porn was my way when I was small to to get to know stuff and to get to know what a dick is, you know, all of that shit. And then, yeah, you grow older and you kind of know what is the clitoris and you you kind of know your body. Mm-hmm. Still, I'm in my discovering journey. It's like, I, I'm going to say it's my whole life. I'm going to keep on discovering my body. It's not really only about the vagina, but yes, the vagina is first priority, dude. Like, take off your pants and fucking do it. All right? Like, do it. Yeah. With yourself first. I wouldn't say with tool, with toys or with tools first because you really need to know your limits mm-hmm. and you need to know your g spot, for example, mm-hmm. your sensitive point and the, 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 the angle of penetration you want and all of that to actually, you know, do tools because yeah. tools, it's my, it my, it might hurt you in, in so many ways. So start with yourself, with your hands, What's some porn. Maybe, uh, if you are lucky, you'll get a good teacher. He's going to tease you the world. Trust me. Uh huh. I'm a hardcore person, but, um, you know, start basic. Um, You should do it, like, just to learn about your body. And then somehow after the vagina, you you realize that your body is sensitive anywhere.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. uh, You start touching other parts. You start knowing you. The arms, the wrist. I figure I'm very sensitive here, too. Mm. Uh, the ears, the neck, and some popular parts, you know, the the, the, the kneecap or mm. all of that area. It's really sensitive if you are in the right moment, if you're hormonal and if you're horny. So the thing is that, yeah, get into it. It's, it's a process. Uh, if you're shy, watch some porn. Close the door and watch it, you know. Mm-hmm. Or if you're too shy to talk about talk to it about with, with anyone mm-hmm. then just you know but you have to be brave enough to do it at least like once or twice mm-hmm. and it, it won't change mm-hmm. it, it's self love I, I would say mm-hmm. you know you know how sensitive your body and you know how to please yourself you don't even know the intensity of touch you want you, the, like, like the, the press of the finger on your skin you know how intense you want it to mm-hmm. be at what moment mm-hmm. during the sex that's how you you make the man your slave mm. girl woman <laughs> empowerment Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding it's not the slave thing but Dude, if you enjoy it so much, the man is gonna love it as much as you enjoy it. Trail. Everyone is both a, a a the person to be pleasured and the pleasurer. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone has two sides. If your fucking pleasure is like an ego boost for the man, it's fucking amazing. Yeah. So yeah, you know you have to learn. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I can say.
2: Oh my god, I want to ask so many things. Like, <laughs> okay, uh. what do you have to say about like? the guilt of watching porn Mm. at the end of the day it's
1: it's cinematic you look at fictional movies and books it's the same kind of shit why do you judge porn just because it's your body and you can't accept it and you go and judge the porn
2: Mm. I'm
1: sorry but like cinematic it's supposed to be not not real (laughs) you Mm -hmm. know it's supposed to be not real it's not a documentary no it's not they call it porn they call it cinematic you know so you need to accept the fact that it is not real Mm. And the thing is that we repress that um, our our perception of porn so much, so we 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 feel like it's a documentary. So when we see it, we're like, okay, this is real. We need to copy that. But no, not really. The perception of the word on on porn in general. The thing is that porn is originally designed for men, and that's not fair for women. Mm. You get what I mean? I would say GAV is the fairest, <laughs> is the most feminist thing someone can 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 do. Like GAV is. Feminism. You look at that. She the men. Uh-huh. Japanese, Japanese adult uh video. Yeah. Oh. oh, my God. You look at how they please the woman. I'm like, yeah. That's how Western men, the rest of the world should watch it. You know, mm. you never see a man doing that to a woman in, 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 in like an American scenario, in an European scenario. No. You know, mm. porn is all about men pleasure or sucking dick and, 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 and sitting on him yeah. and, and deep throating. Right. Which, by the way, men doesn't feel anything. mm yeah, they don't feel anything with deep throat, by the way. Most oh. of them. Most of really? them. They just like the view of it. They just, just mm. like the controlling behavior, the dominating view of it. But they don't mm. actually, physically speaking, they don't actually feel anything.
2: Mm.
1: And because your teeth might touch the, the area, too. And it's actually painful sometimes.
2: Oh, well, yeah, that takes some skills. You need uh-huh. to learn to do it properly.
1: So, yeah. but yeah, so like sometimes it's most of the time it's not really pa- pleasurable for the woman, mm, but right. uh, society taught us to you know you got to please the man first,
2: and yep. then
1: it's gonna come to you, but not really, that's not, not true. really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just be aware, like be be smart, you know. Like mm. that's when you need to get the intellectual part of yourself in, right. dig in, watch some documentaries of porn cam, how they make it.
2: Mm. Dude, that's
1: that's physical torture.
2: That's great advice. Yeah. yeah right so
1: there. you know, like. If you see something, as you say in Buddhism, critical thinking, be critical.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Know what's going on behind the scene, and then mm. you, you select what you can do and you can't.
0: Mm. Yeah. Is there any porn site that you yeah, think,
2: think is like is responsible? Responsible. In that
1: way?
2: Or like, <gasps> do you know any sites that are recommendable? Because there are a lot of sites, but not all of them are good. Uh-huh, uh-huh. A lot of them are censored in, in this country. Oh. Yeah. I not know that. Because you don't Recently, watch porn. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> Recently they blocked it, I, I guess. Like for, 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 for November, they block it. Why? Do you know I why? I don't fucking know why. And dude, like any fucking guy in the government, that's violation, all right? Yeah. <laughs> that's violation. I paid you for it. That's part of my rights. You didn't ask me before you ban anything. I'm sorry. Yeah. How the fuck did you ban it? Who, who would I talk to, to to stop that? But at least I stopped after November. Oh.
2: Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, they What's opened up it. up with November. I don't fucking know. <laughs> and I honestly. Is it just Thanksgiving time?
1: <laughs> I honestly don't fucking care. But at least I had lots of sex in November, so I don't need. Um, it's fine, you know. I, I have my. You know like... Did,
2: they did you a favor.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I have my tangible goods. I don't need yeah, those. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: You can make your own porn channel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: you well, that. I wouldn't recommend anything, honestly, because uh, I'm, I'm still not like a hardcore, hardcore porn person because I know there are people who, who needs it like every like a lot of times per day but I'm not that really that person because I need the actual thing mm. And I, I, I like touching myself physically more than just watching porn you know what mm. I mean yeah, yeah, and I, I kind of pass that phrase mm. uh, it's, it's part of maturity I, I mm. guess you know you just you just learn about your body and you kind of love to experience it again it's experiential knowledge you mm. appreciate it more mm-hmm. um, porn is only understood knowledge mm. it's like a second hand kind of knowledge it's a guy it's a kind kind of guiding the frame into your mind so it's kind of difficult to get out of it if you get addicted if you get it firsthand for example that's why they say it's misleading but it's misleading in everything in the world you know the education system is like that they make you learn things that you have never experienced how do you get it never Mm -hmm. never Mm -hmm. so um, yeah so I i wouldn't I don't know. That's a difficult question. I don't know how to recommend the popular sites, Pornhub and XVideo mm. and all the GAV sites. Check it. O- check all of them out. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. all of them are the same shit. <laughs> 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 they follow the same kind of rule right, because yeah, right, right. it it, it kind of show the fantasy of this world yeah. and where this world's going with sexuality. Actually, mm. for me, it's it's an interesting journey just to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, what are the videos that are popular? Yeah. Mm-hmm. you will know what yeah, people yeah, yeah. are liking, actually. Right, right. Yeah, what yeah. people are liking. Because you only crave thing if you don't have it. Mm-hmm. You get what I mean? Yes. So you see the cycle of human psychology and how it changes over the year in sexuality. It's, it's kind of fun for me. But for you, as I say, be critical. No one no one can protect yourself as much as you do. Be smart. You mm-hmm. know, get to learn the behind the scenes, as I say. You can check all kind of porn you want. It's the same kind of shit. No one is gonna teach you to be selective. You have to teach yourself.
2: Right. And one more question, last one, and then I'll I'll let Dana. Absolutely, you're you're doing great. (laughs) I'm like freezing up here. Oh my god! It is like oh my god. There's so many things. This is so much (laughs) keeps coming up. So, what are like the signs or red flags that a woman should be like aware when it comes to a guy before getting into a
0: bed? with them mm, that's a great question
1: for me personally i would say respect and responsibility is the same word that i used it's a mm-hmm. really large spectrum that I, I i mentioned um the level of respect he has for you like uh, look a man it's uh, this is what this is what i see in things there is no utmost lies lies has 50 percent of truth you know even mm-hmm. in how much he tried to impress you how much he tried to be the person you want to be there's always a part of him in there mm-hmm. in every single word he say be observant i would say observe the body language observe the kind of words he use observe the changes in behavior and and in in the kind of thing he show you it, it show who, who he is never no one can lie about themselves at least I I, I I would say like that. Like there's no 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 complete lie. So if you're smart, not I also didn't say smart, if you are just observant enough, observe him. Mm. and know that he is actually respecting you as a human or just a piece of meat. Mm-hmm.
2: You get what I mean? Yeah.
1: If you're just a piece of meat, he doesn't care he's just gonna take off the fucking condom in the middle of the, the thing and pretend like oh it breaks and I'm in the middle of the process so I'm not supposed to ask for your permission excuse me that's rape <laughs> alright yeah. that's rape it's not even steal thing it's mm. rape mm-hmm. I call that rape it's yeah. non-consensual like at any point in the process i know this is hard i know when the hormone kicks in how it feels like i know how hard it is because most of the time the man is dominating so you know it's hard to talk during the process but look you have every fucking right to say no to every single second of the session to to the very last minute of it you know like he needs your consensual for everything for touching you the thing is that we normally give non-verbal consent mm-hmm. during the session. You know, mm. you you moans, you touch him, you you respond to him. That's yeah. your way of consenting. But if he doesn't ask you when he take it off, he's a fucking raper. Mm-hmm. All right? Realize that he's raped. Mm-hmm. I've been through all of that. And mm. it's just that feeling of complete horror and, and can't describe it. But yeah, look, even though it's hard, just start being aware that you have the right to say no as a human because you, are, you you are your own self you know like it's your body like no one is going to love it the way mm-hmm. you do even if you're shy even if you feel like you're dominated like fucking fight mm-hmm. even if you lose the thing is that even if you get raped like horse kids you get raped but at least look you don't regret that you didn't fight hard enough for yourself mm-hmm. you wouldn't feel like a fucking loser or you feel miserable because if if you don't fight for yourself who would
2: Mm-hmm. So it comes comes back to self love. Mm-hmm. You need mm-hmm. to love yourself enough to stand up for yourself mm-hmm. and say mm-hmm. no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like I was in the past, like I couldn't say no. Yeah, yeah. even though me it was too. hurting me, right? Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, and it, it just felt really awful afterwards. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah.
1: And also, I guess, um, I would add just one small thing. I would say, look, have an open conversation about sex with a guy before you have it. You kind of have a sense of it. Okay.
2: I'm sorry to to interrupt you, but there's a scenario. What if Uh he's really good at deceiving, acting, like he's a really good guy, very responsible, very honest, but it's just an act? Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, because going off of that, I was about Uh to ask uh you, like, what even before you get into the bedroom like you're you're like at a bar or you met on an app or something Uh like uh uh you know uh how can you tell like what if he's a
2: narcissist yeah yeah, i get it he's really good you know well as i say
1: two things one still be observant Mm -hmm. they can't hide you look at the non verbal kind of signs okay if he's something it shows in the way they sit In the way they talk, Mm -hmm. in the way they move stuff, in the way they they treat the stuff around them, you know, Mm. the three triangle in coaching. And you see the conflicts.
0: Examples like Um, what kind of nonverbal cues?
1: Simple stuff, actually. Um, Men would always say, hey, I want a relationship. I'm not looking for one, I stand. I respect you. You're beautiful. So I respect you and shit and all of that shit, you know, Mm. like that. Yeah. But um, it shows in action. You know, it's simple. Like we all see it. It shows in action. Right. Does he really observe you when you eat in a way that he, he he's interested in you? It's it's nonverbal. You know, you can't really fake that shit. Mm. You can't fake it. Mm. You can intentionally put it on, but it can't last a hundred percent of the time. Okay. On a date, mm. you get what I mean. Right, right. So it's like like that snap of the finger moment like a second you mm. see that conflict in him he was caring about you before but mm. just like this thing go back to his own habit right? and he doesn't give a shit about you right. like yeah okay I see the conflicts in that yeah, zone yeah, and yeah. like okay you should be doubtful yeah. that's the moment you're like okay be doubtful is he really the person that right. he's like showing now you know that and second like um, have some tools protect yourself you know and uh, for me honestly I do it in my place that's mm-hmm. how I feel safe. Mm-hmm. I know where the tools are. Okay. Right, I know. Right. What, do you what mean? to do you
2: Like pepper spray or something.
1: Pepper spray, even knives. Knife. You know.
2: Yeah.
1: Violent extreme. <laughs> Vietnamese,
2: we go for knives. Yeah. <laughs> oh my and God. even pillows
1: and, and <laughs> hot stuff. Like you need to be aware of the environment around you. That's why I always use my face most of the time, because I know where where it's what well, what is where.
2: Mm-hmm. Hot stuff. Mm-hmm. Stuff
1: you can hit it with.
2: Mm. you know where to hit the man
1: <laughs> simple yeah and look be smart i know it's hard i know in the fucking moment you'd be frozen like like how how do i do i i face that horror in myself like mm. you frozen you void like you, you, you don't know what to do because Yeah, are so strong
0: i feel like you kind of start to doubt yourself as well like yeah it's my this? fault yeah like is this wrong what's happening right yeah. now like yeah. maybe yeah. i'm just overreacting maybe i'm just being like Prude or something. Uh huh.
1: Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I've taught a lot of women who are abused and not really abused in so many ways—mentally, sexually, all of that—and the first step of the journey is saying, "Oh, it's my fault." Actually, mm-hmm. it's the first step of everyone because you know it's it's human psychology. It's easy to blame yourself than blaming others because you don't know how to fix other people. You actually know how to fix yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's I I would say it's part of the journey. Yeah. If you say it's your fault, okay, accept it. It mm-hmm. might be your fault. So Mm -hmm. how do you deal with that? Do you like that feeling? If you like it, keep on fucking like for the rest of your life. I know it's hard. I'm just saying it this way, but it's hard. You know, like like. But still, accept it. If you feel it's your fault, accept it's your fault, and then you will start questioning. Okay, why is it my fault? And somehow along the journey, you will start realizing that. Oh, it's I didn't know better. Mm -hmm. You know, I I just need to love myself a little bit more. It's no one's fault. It's never my fault.
0: So it sounds like too. You need to like when you're on the date just being super aware being observant like you said but also observant of your own like reaction to yeah, your body oh, yeah. and like how do you feel in the uh-huh, moment uh-huh, like
1: uh-huh. do
0: you feel kind of icky about this guy like yeah you know, right is there right right some sort of like hmm i don't know about the doubts yeah, yeah some kind of doubt most of
1: us we just try to kill it because you're yeah. like okay i like the guy maybe yeah. like because like I don't know, it's, it's kind of troubling for me that Vietnamese women, a lot of women, not even only Vietnamese, but because we don't have much dating experience. Once a guy started showing interest in us, just a little bit, mm-hmm. we exaggerate it and we kill the doubts. You get yeah. what I mean? So we just grab the thing that we want right. and we kill the thing that we don't want. Yes, And that's when you make the wrong decision.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, should follow your gut instinct. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: If it's not a hundred percent, yes it's a no. Yes, if you have like just like zero zero point zero, like whatever percentage one, mm. say no. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but
2: what most women do they would try to like come come up with like yeah, a story right. Right? yeah maybe he's not that bad mm-hmm. maybe like with time he would change maybe with my love i can change yeah. him <laughs> you well. can't change people all right <laughs> accept it <laughs> <laughs> you cannot even change you you have yeah. trouble with that uh-huh, uh-huh. how could you do that to others
0: okay so V, you had told me before we chatted that you are kind of in the process of writing something, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. so since this podcast is called <laughs> Creators in Saigon and, and not like Sex in Saigon, uh, we, we got yeah. like way off topic. But, <laughs> it's creative
1: yeah. sex, honey. Yeah, yes, yeah.
0: <laughs> creating your, your sex life. Yeah. yeah, so kind of reeling it back to how you are kind of creatively expressing all of this
1: knowledge that you have. What are you working on? Well, for me, it's uh, it's just part of my mindfulness journey, I would say. Um, it's the first time in my life that I'm aware that I have a subconsciousness and <laughs> I need to work on that. It's yeah. it's, a, it's hard work. It's not something that you just have it. The thing is, you have it. You need to learn to, 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 to let it control you because the subconsciousness is the thing that make all the decisions in your life. You know, you need to be aware of it. And uh, I hate bottoms, as I've told you, a lot of bottoms. And um, I quit my jobs, I quit my relationship, I change location, I do all kinds of things to make myself feel better, but I don't. So I started going to more an, an in-depth journey as um, the same tactics as a lot of people use as meditation. You can do any other thing, you know? It's, it doesn't have supposed to be, meditation is not God. Mm-hmm. But look, it works for me, at yeah. least that I know. I don't mm-hmm. know about other people. Mm-hmm. So it's the method, the common method, an easy method. and. And, um, yeah, I used it. And also, I'm very lucky to have a a coach, a life coach person who's who's also a really um, a man of trouble. He hits so many bottom. He's seen death and successful businessman. And we kind of got the same vibe. So he's been coaching me through the, the process, helping me a lot. Just, you know, mostly asking questions and catching my psychological patterns. And, you know, help me to break it out easier and less suffering. And um, yeah, uh, with those two kind of helps, I started realizing that, oh, I my means of expression is writing and uh, talking to people, coaching people because I know that my journey is I just told like you just told me before, that's why I said I'm saying it's really relevant to me because my journey is not really mine. It's, it's, it's a journey of, of the mass, you know, A lot of people go through the same thing. But it's just with like a different background, different context, different childhood. But Mm -hmm. it's the same kind of feelings, suffering, kind of journey, mindful journey that you have to go through to, to grow up. So, yeah, I started writing just because. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I, I, I coach people. It, it helps me to, to articulate my thoughts and my journey better. Mm-hmm. And it kind of uh, helped my subconsciousness to train itself, to know what it wants and it doesn't want, actually. Mm-hmm. That's what I observed. So I write. Um, it was really heavy. Um, like One of the most painful things along the process was that writing period. Because uh, the writing part, I I touched my childhood. You know, as she say, she talked to her inner child. And it's the same for me. Everything goes back to your childhood. Mm -hmm. Uh, I talk to myself in a way that I've never really done before. I, um, um, well, how do I say it? Um, There are things that happen in my childhood that I never really know until I write. Mm. So it unveils layers of psychological traits of of the why of thing. Like why am I f- suffering? Why am I feeling this way? It 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 it's easy now for me. It it's kind of like a yes or no question. Oh, that happened. This is why. Okay. So now you're relieved. You can just you know let it go. So the thing is, sort of mostly because I'm a sexual woman, so it's mostly about my sexual journey, sexuality, depression, and ego. The three most, um, the three most important factors in my life that that you know, like, just impact everything else. Everything is surrounding those three aspects, mm-hmm. and also as a woman in in her 20s, being fucking lost in her life, looking for mission and shit. Yeah, um, yeah, it's it's all about that. It's all about self journey that I I do believe that a lot of people share, but just too shy, or not ready yet mm-hmm. to to share because I don't know. It it feels less lonely. It feels more Im- It feels more relieving if you share it out because you know that you're going to help someone out there and and you get a sense of satisfaction. You know, that's for me. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: So are you writing just for yourself or do you plan on...
1: Yes, I will publish it, uh, of course, anonymously, because it's vulnerable, and I am not sure if I want to deal with media and shit yet, but I do have the needs to to help, you know, just, just for anyone out there who is not willing to be vulnerable now, maybe it can touch some parts, but yeah, you know. Sharing is caring. Sharing yeah. is leaving
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so it would be like a book of some kind, or yeah,
1: like a yeah. Mini, book. mini book. Yeah, <laughs> like mini mini. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> mini mini mini
0: mini book. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> I also write poems, share, but it's it's just a bunch of things. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Random. Nice. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. And yeah. when you write, do you just is it just kind of stream of consciousness writing, or do you have prompts of some kind? Like, if if there are other people listening out there who are like, how do I even begin to start writing about this stuff
1: i would say um you know what your means of expression is for me it just i've been always loving writing since i was smaller i think it it was really strong at like 16 17 i was really good at literature in general you know when you're in a better my space i would say when you're more accepting of yourself the subconsciousness works wonder it just tells you what you can and what you want to do. And just in the snap of a finger, it tells me you need to write. Mm-hmm. So um, for the people who need a mean of expression, I would say you need to work on yourself first. I, I, you know, you don't have to write. You can just play music. You can run. You can do all kinds of activity of creating activity, not absorbing activity. Mm-hmm. But you, you have your own means. You know, uh, you know it. It just you need to the journey start with acceptance first. You need to learn to to raise your own awareness that you're feeling the way you're feeling. Mm-hmm. And then you have the question, why am I feeling that way? And then you started okay, I need to express it out because it's a mess in my head and, and, and I my my mind is unable to, you know, you know, like lie it out like what, what is happening. So it needs a mean of expression. A lot of people yeah. play music, for example. They make songs, they sing, you know, all of those creative activity. That's what it's for.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
2: I, I just feel really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to be able to talk about this like Me specific too. topic here yeah, with yeah. you guys. And it's just so like honest and, and you know intimate environment. Yeah. And as always, I feel I feel so honored like to be in the presence of beautiful people and, and Dana, like I always love you. <laughs> And just, like, just seeing you grow and, you know, doing this and becoming, like, a stronger woman and knowing herself better and going after her goals and now getting to know about her sexuality. Mm -hmm. It is so beautiful, like, watching a a flower bloom. And Uh I just feel so honored. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my
0: gosh. Thank you. I feel the same way. And, yeah, I mean,
2: this, this
0: whole podcast essentially is like me trying to figure out myself and hopefully listeners along the way are like on the journey with me and maybe struggling with the same things so I'm really like asking these questions for me but for also for everyone out there like with the same um, challenges so yeah it's it's so awesome it's been so great to have you here V and I can't wait for people- my honor yeah my honor. I can't wait for people to hear it so thank you guys so much for listening and we'll see you next time